Hey there, I'm Coach Pete Cafarcio, and this is Dynamic Destiny. Hey there, this is Coach Pete, and thank you so much for joining me on Dynamic Destiny. Today, we're re-airing a previous episode as an encore. It originally aired on January 15th, 2020, called Understanding Your Generational Destiny. And the reason we're replaying it is it's one of the most important concepts to grasp if you want to accelerate your destiny. Conversely, it can be one of the biggest impediments if you don't understand it. So I, I hope you tune in and absorb it and really get the most out of it. Since it originally aired, I also found another tool that helps explain how one generation's achievements are built upon by the next generation. It's a framework called Spiral Dynamics. And if you're interested in exploring that topic more, I hope you'll check out the video link in the show notes. Now, on with the Encore episode. Okay, so today we have a really a big topic. To start it out, we're going to we're going to kick it off with our quote for the day, which is from George Orwell. And he said, "Each generation imagines itself to be more intelligent than the one that went before it and wiser than the one that comes after it." Each generation imagines itself to be more intelligent than the one that went before it and wiser than the one that comes after it. So today's topic, we're going to talk about those generations. And boy, that's a truism right there. Thanks, George. Okay, so let's dig in. Today's a big topic. We're going to try to get through as much as possible. And uh, the topic today is understanding the importance of generations. Okay, so we talk a lot about your destiny. And your destiny is not yours alone. Okay, it's not all about you you're part of something bigger. And to really make an impact and to have the influence you would like to have, you need to think and act multi-generationally. Multi-generationally, that's the mindset you need to have. This is not an American mindset. We typically, we think of ourselves as individuals. Um, uh, there was a, a term, I think Teddy Roosevelt might have coined it, called rugged individualism. Okay, I'm here. I've got to be tough. I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to grow. And it's important. And it's, a, it's actually a really wonderful trait. It's a wonderful quality that America, Americans, our American culture, has developed. Okay, but it's incomplete. It's not the whole picture. And to really understand everything that you need to be about, you need to think in terms of all generations. Some other cultures, the ones that tend to honor their ancestors more, um, do this uh, better, better than Americans. So we want to expand your thinking today and get you with that kind of mindset so that you can actually have more of an impact uh, in your destiny. So think about it. Who came before you and what challenges did they have to make or did they have to face in order to make progress? Okay. What did what did they hand off to you? Okay, from what they gained from their time on earth, what did they hand off to you? Are you thankful for that? How can you take what they gave you and move things forward? Okay, to the next level. Who's coming after you? And what challenges do they face in their times? What can you give them in order to help them succeed? 
Okay, if you want to have a lasting legacy, you need to be th thinking in terms of what's coming after you, not just what you can do in your time, but what can you pass on so others can keep running with it. So I wanted to start out just uh, one area that this is this plays out in real specifically is in family. Now it's not the only dynamic. Okay, you can think about this in terms of work, um, any movements you're involved in, volunteering, mentoring, whatever. Okay, but I told you before in my first episode, I'm from a big family. And in fact, I'm wearing my t-shirt today. <laughs> my sister gave this to me for Christmas. Okay, I'm not yelling, I'm Italian. And uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, my grandparents um, on my dad's side, they were Italian. They came over from Italy. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? And this is before modern communications and modern transportation. They were on a boat. They actually came through Ellis Island and settled in New York City. But the, the pioneering qualities that they must have had and the risk taking in order to do that was amazing. Um, my, I know my grandmother, she, her last name was Locantore. So shout out to all the Locantores. Um, one of the, just one of the many characteristics that she carried, I never met them, uh, but, uh, that she carried was a really great sense of humor. And you know, that continues on in, I see it in my family and my siblings. I see it in my kids. It's just passed on. My grandfather was an artist craftsman. He actually designed jewelry and uh, worked in the, in the diamond industry. And I see in myself some of those same artisanal uh, temperament qualities and just a, a knack for detail and wanting to do things with my hands. So thanks, Grandma, Grandpa, Cafarcio. Um, on my mother's side, there, my uh, her her maiden name was Burbank, like Burbank, California, and Luther Burbank, the botanist. That's all in my family my family line. Um, my grandfather Ralph was an amazing guy. And just one characteristic I have, to, I could take two episodes and talk just about my grandparents, but just one characteristic that he had, he was so well-rounded. The guy was just constantly learning, constantly curious, right until he died. He was over 100 years old, and he was always reading, writing. He was an editor in, in his local newspaper. He, he was, did manual labor on the railroad, but he was just always, always curious. I remember I was so impressed. He's in his late 90s and I'm budding into the internet industry, right? That was my career. And he's like, oh, I read about the internet and I was reading on it in Time Magazine. And he starts asking me these really informed, poignant questions, whereas most people are like, I don't know what this new tech stuff is. So uh, great quality that Grandpa Burbank had. And I picked that up. That I'm just constantly curious. I always want to learn and I always want to be really well-rounded. My grandmother... Uh, really strong in faith and religious devotion. Um, and while that's expressed itself differently in my life, those qualities are really, really clear. So, and I get those from my grandma. So thanks grandma. Okay. Um, my mom uh, was a real independent thinker and broke a lot of barriers. She was the first one in her family to go to college. She paid for it all herself. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't done at the time. There were very few women, you know, going into college. And if they did, someone else was footing the bill. She said, I want to go to college. I want to go do this. So I picked that up from my mom. My dad's a pretty independent thinker, and he's not afraid to buck the system and call out uh, truth where, where it needs to happen. He's also very loyal to his friends and goes really deep with friendships. These are all things I see happening in my life. I have my my generation, right? My my life, my siblings, and I see the challenges that we faced growing up in I was born in the 60s. 
matured in uh, the 70s and then early 80s and young adulthood in the 80s and then raised my family in the 90s and in 2000. So we have our own set of challenges. My kids, I see things that they've picked up and these are all passed down as well as in my nieces and nephews. My mother was a teacher, okay? And if we trace our family lineage, you can see just coming from my mom farther down, if you count her kids, our spouses, our grandkids and their spouses, there are 17 teachers that have sprung up. <laughs> and no one said, you're going to be a teacher. And we didn't strongly encourage people to teach. It's just a trait that we picked up by example and probably a talent set and uh, just a legacy. So we're not a point in time living a life. There's people that came before us that handed things to us and we're handing things on to the next generation. What is the next generation going to accomplish? What are they going to give to their kids? I don't know, but those are the questions we should be asking. Okay. So think about things in a greater context. Yeah, you are going to execute, but you're going to hand things off. And how can you, how can you keep the continuum moving? So I had a question for baby boomers is where do we go wrong that this next generation is so misguided? That's the question I'm asking. And, uh, I want to unpack that a little bit because I don't think it's entirely true. In fact, I don't think it's true very much at all, but I want to unpack that and talk about in this segment, I want to talk to the older generation. Next segment, we're going to talk to the younger generation. So stay tuned. You need to understand different perspectives. Okay. So if you don't think this applies to you, just hold on and it will. Okay. So the first thing to do is you have to understand the dynamic of standing on shoulders, okay, previous generations. One example I like to, to use that way is with technology. The reason why is technology happens so fast that you can observe those changes happening. It's harder to see when you're talking about lives and kids and you know major social changes and movements, okay? But with tech, it, it happens so fast. So for instance, Okay, mobile phone, bam, right? Okay, we all love them, we take them for granted, uh, but there was a whole lot of other technologies that had to happen and get in place before we could have a mobile phone. Um, first of all, just telephony, having a telephone, thank you Alexander Graham Bell for inventing it, and then it had to go into the mass market and develop a whole system, and then it became a global system, and then it went into satellite, so it wasn't just wires. Okay, that was all technology that happened before. Now, the next generation of people that are going to leverage telephony, they didn't have to do that hard work. A previous generation did it before them. They are able to take that then, actually take it and almost take it for granted and then build on top of it. So we say standing on previous generations' shoulders. When we think in terms of, of human generations, our ceiling, the things that we accomplished as, as a, a humans, and maybe, maybe if you want to think in terms of like our period in time, the time that we had to go affect society, you know, government, attitudes, you could take it at a micro level with just my family, my friends, um, maybe you're part of something bigger. You had a certain time and what you were able to accomplish and max out on we say is, is your ceiling, right? You have limitations, right? Skill sets, education, understanding, opportunities. We say that's your ceiling. You hit your ceiling. Well, our ceiling becomes their floor, the next generation's floor. They stand on top of that. Okay, but here's the thing. If you're a boomer, okay, or from the older generation, 
No one pays attention to the floor. We will walk on it. Okay. We don't sit there and appreciate, wow, I'm just so grateful. I have a sturdy floor. People don't think that way, right? They're always looking up. They're looking at the next thing. They're looking at the decorations in the room or they're looking up at the ceiling or where they want to go next. They take it for granted and you could take it. You can feel take it for granted or we can see because we built hard, we worked really hard to build some things and advance some things. We see the next generation, they don't necessarily appreciate it because they didn't have to work for it. They can just take it for granted. Okay. Um, it's not what they're focused on. I will give you an example. And by the way, I've got to be really careful in this episode. There's issues. All right. They can be very contentious. Um, and I realize anything I bring up, somebody could just freak out and say, oh, you don't understand this. You don't understand that. I'm, I'm trying to give a generic perspective on here. I'm going to bring up one right now because it's going to be a hot button issue. It already is, especially in the election. And it's socialism. Okay. And this is just about understanding perspectives. My generation, baby boomers, we grew up in the Cold War. Okay. And our biggest enemy was Russia or the Soviet Union at the time. And we were constantly pointing, were pointed out to us the virtues of capitalism and the problems with socialism. And we were shown pictures of terrible economies and limited opportunities and backward thinking that came from a government controlled uh, e e economy. Okay. That is very, very much part of our mentality. Now, when we see newer generations, like the fact that there's even people talking about socialism in this current presidential campaign, mind blown. Most of us were like, are you kidding me? Why would you even ever consider that? Um, and, but that's, it's just the difference. They didn't have to fight and they, that wasn't the challenge they were faced with. They are now, because we built a strong economy and we wanted to build a lot of opportunities, the next issue Okay, so that was our ceiling, build a strong economy, work hard, understand the virtuous capitalism, a lot of entrepreneurism, and we really, really got that going. The next generation, they can take that for granted. And now what they're saying is, hey, wait a minute, not everyone's participating in these benefits of the economy, and it's not reaching all the different parts of the population, and we need to consider all those things. We weren't as concerned about that because we were fighting a different battle. They now can build on top of what we're doing and they want to have, it's a different battle, okay? I'm not saying one's right or wrong. I actually, I have strong opinions and I can prove, <laughs> but I don't wanna get into the argument. What I wanna say is it's about perspective, okay? Each generation has their own battles to fight and don't expect them to appreciate everything you had to go through. I mean, I think they should try to, because I need to try to appreciate what my parents went through, but don't expect me to be forefront in my mind, okay? If anything, it's going to be like understanding history. Their current reality is not about, it's not your fight. They have their own fight. Here's another, uh, another truism for boomers. And this comes from, actually, it's a Bible verse. Uh, it's Ecclesiastes 7.10. Okay, here it goes. Wisest man ever in the world, Solomon, King Solomon said this. Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Okay, so if you ever say, oh, the good old days, and those were better, no, no, they weren't. <laughs> okay, they weren't. They were more familiar to you. They're more comfortable to you. Okay, you might have fond memories, but you're being pretty selective and you didn't experience all the negativity that went along with it. Don't, if you find yourself saying good old days, 
get in touch with what the next generation's focused on, okay? The old days were not better, okay? Global poverty rate was a lot higher, infant mortality. I mean, just so many issues, health, and, and there's a lot of things. Some things I think are probably going in the wrong direction, but in general, globally, we're, we're way better off now. You know, what stupid things did you believe when you were young, okay? I was proud of defying the conventions of my parents. That's part of being young, all right? Well, our kids are doing it now too, okay? It come, it's coming back on us. Remember <laughs> how smart you thought you were, that you thought you were smarter than your parents, okay? They think the same thing, okay? So remember those things and don't, you know, don't forget. Like, it's not wise to think the good old days. Here's a better question, not like why are they messed up or misguided? How can I help this current generation mo make the most of their time? their opportunities how can i assist them because we're running out of energy and opportunities they're the ones who are going to be leading us and leading the, leading the world how can we help them make the most okay and then finally just don't diss kids watch out for you know um you know like snowflake you know yeah we take the worst example of something that we don't like we highlight it and we we label it and you know it's just not helpful Okay, if we don't want to alienate generations, we want to bridge generations. Okay, we want to see how can we pass that baton off, not not uh, discourage them or insult them. Okay, so if you are from a younger generation, what are some keys that will help you maximize your destiny? Now we're talking on this show about intergenerational understanding that we have a point in history to do our work, but we have to honor what came before us and we have to be willing to pass on to the next generation so they can run with our accomplishments and progress. So uh, I have a few keys for the younger generation. Uh, the first one is we've been talking about already is know what came before you and appreciate the sacrifices made and the benefits given to you, okay? If not, you can get real entitled. You can think that you're smarter or whatever, like, oh, we're better than that previous generation. Look at them. They didn't know how to use technology. Well, guess what? If you were alive during that generation in that environment, you wouldn't either, okay? So it's a what you have is a privilege, and you need to be thankful for that, okay? So understand, and, and looking into some history and, and, and talking to people, that's going to help you get a better perspective. That is the first uh, first thing we we want you to focus on. The second is a uh, a principle, and this is a spiritual principle. Okay, it applies across life, and um, it. I have a Bible verse to back it up, but it's not just about Bible. Okay, it's not just it's not just Christian. It's universal principle, and that is, do not judge uh, or dishonor previous generations. Okay. It's important. Um, there's a, a verse in the Bible and in fact, it's one of the 10 commandments, right? Honor your mother and father in the new Testament that gets unpacked a little bit in Ephesians chapter six, uh, verses one through three, it says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. Okay. So what this is saying is you know, there's commandments and uh, guidelines to keep uh, a healthy, prosperous life. But this one's saying there's actually a promise. If you honor your mother and father, it's going to go well for you. 
into your land, okay, into the territory that you're going to go uh, explore and build on, okay? And I'm stretching this a little bit, but it's, it is a truism I've seen over and over again. It's not just your birth parents, okay? It's, you can think of it figuratively. The people who came before you, you want to honor them. If you do, you're going to be walking in a blessing and you're going to go forward. This is uh, it's just a warning. It's something I'm seeing a lot of, and I, every time I see it, I cringe. Is that is current generation, current thinking, judging previous generations and previous movements, and saying, "Oh, look at what you did. This is terrible," and and be really careful of that. Okay. Um, if you don't know and honor the sacrifices that they made to get you where you're able to go, you're going to avoid the blessings that you could be having. Remember that floor and ceiling concept, okay? The, the reason you're able to think about, like, I'm, let's just take the same issue as just like uh, financial opportunity and equality, okay, um, amongst, amongst uh, for, for, for all people, okay? You would not be able to think about those kinds of issues had not previous generations worked really hard. And they did make uh, progress that way as well. There used to be way worse, way worse discrimination. There were laws set up that said you can't own property if you were a certain race. And um, it used to be that you couldn't get into high level uh, corporate positions unless you had an Ivy League degree and were in old boys clubs. Actually, there's still a lot of that going on, but it's not as much. It's not near as much. Entrepreneurism it has exploded that. And, um, you know, you see people from all walks of life now able to really make really make a big impact, make 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 good money. OK, so a lot has happened before. Don't judge a previous generation. You don't know what it was like for them to live in their situation. And the only reason you can view a previous movement with the clarity that you have is because they made progress and handed that to you. And here's the other thing. You have your own fight, okay? So go ahead and take us to the next level. We want you to do that. We are glad. Um, I'm just telling you, as a, as a, a, a boomer to the newer generation, we want you to go make progress. Yes, take us to the next level of equality. Have we not seen certain areas of injustice? Um, great. Uh, point that out to us. That's fine. And yes, go take it to the next level. But don't say we were evil in our hearts because we allowed that stuff. We were focused on other fights. And our successes in those fights are the reason you can now see your fight. Okay. So don't judge that honor what did happen and say, great. Now it's our, the baton's been passed to us. When I say baton, I hope you understand that it's like in a relay race, somebody holds a stick, it's called a baton and they hand it off to the next runner. We're handing that off to you so you can run and go make things better. Okay. But if you judge and dishonor what happened before you, uh, you're, you're going to limit yourself. Okay. We I want to see you do really well in your destiny, in your calling, but judging a previous generation is going to stifle you. Okay. It's going to limit you and you won't have blessing on you to really make that kind of an impact. The other thing to remember is if you lived in that period of time, which, I mean, you could just look back at one generation, but you can go way back. Oh, I can't believe what was happening back in those days. Well, you know, the general population pick, pick any issue, Okay, um, racism is a really easy one to pick out, but that's it gets really sticky. But chances are, since the vast majority of people thought that way, if you were alive during that time, you may have thought that way too. 
okay? It's just the time that they lived in, okay? So progress has been made since then. You have your time now. Go make the most of it. Another warning I want to give a younger generation, beware of this whole concept of revolution or panicky, fast, got to change immediate. Now, I like a sense of urgency. I, I, I carry that myself. But there's a difference between urgency and panic. And when you're thinking of overthrow or completely upend, usually, I'm just telling you from experience because I've seen it. Uh, I used to have a revolutionary thread in me. Um, when I was younger, and I've seen this, usually when that's happening, there is a power grab going on behind the scenes that you are not aware of, okay? And they're happy to watch you spend your energy um, of, of the many, they're, the passionate energy of many, uh, and they're just waiting for, for the current structure to be torn down because they're waiting to jump in and take power. I've, this happens over and over and over again. Go, go research it. There's a, a song that was uh, made by a group called The Who uh, called Won't Be Fooled Again. Um, I have a URL. I'll post it in the show notes. Um, go look it up on YouTube and listen to it. And look at the lyrics, okay? Because it ends up, it's, it's real poignant. Um, it's, it's talking about revolution, but what it's saying is don't be fooled by revolution because things don't change that much. The final lyrics in that, meet your new boss, same as the old boss, okay? It's just, it's another group wants to come in and take power. So be careful of what you're trying to do. And panic is usually a sign of a power grab that's in play, okay? I, I'm seeing this in environmentalism. It, it, it concerns me. I want to see change in environmentalism. I like the urgency. It's not the same as panic, okay? So crazy things, got to do something now. Just do anything. No, not true. Think through it. And, and be smart about it. Plus, you won't alienate as many people. And that's important. Okay, but the biggest thing, young generation, the biggest thing I want you to know about your time and maximizing generational uh, handoff is go do it, <laughs> okay? You guys have amazing opportunities ahead of you. I love um, millennial generation and gen and gen y and all the things the way you guys think the opportunities available to you how you just go solve problems i think it's fantastic go do it we're cheering you on from the sidelines okay and pick a problem and go dig in all right you want to fix things good i am like super super cheering you on all right beware of doom and gloom media okay because they're going to try to st it'll stifle that in you we want to see you go crush it Okay, so go do that. Be optimistic, all right? But beware of like, oh, I can't because of this or, uh, um, you know, resources, I, they're just not there. Or, I don't have the money or, you know, people don't believe in baloney. Kick all that aside. You have so much available to you. It's amazing, okay? It's not perfect, never will be, okay? But you have tons and tons of resources. So go do it. We want to see you win your fights that you pick. I think it's awesome. Okay, here's the make it real challenge for this episode. Whoop, gotta do the drum roll. Make it real challenge, bing. Find someone from a different generation, pick one topic and ask them their opinion on it, okay? And ask them, along with that, ask them what influenced how they view that topic. And your job is to Listen, just listen, okay? Listen to their views, 
what they think formed form those views. And then ask them, don't argue, but ask them to reciprocate and say, oh, do you want to see how I view this? And this is what shapes how I view it. Okay. You want to come to a better understanding. You want to be a bridge. Okay. So make it real challenges when we take these concepts and we go apply them. Go have that kind of conversation. Do it and then write back to me and let me know what you've discovered. Ask Pete at PeteCoaching.com. Maybe I'll read it on the air next episode. The quote for the day, again, comes from George Orwell. Each generation imagines itself to be more intelligent than the one that went before it and wiser than the one that comes after it. Okay, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Dynamic Destiny. I had a wonderful time. I hope you did too. Remember, you really are God's gift to the world. So be the best version of you that you can be. We're depending on you. Bye-bye. See you next time. Thank you, my friend, for joining me on this episode of Dynamic Destiny. As a reminder, you can get more free tools and downloads at PeteCoaching.com. Let's continue the discussion. Write to me with your questions and feedback. Ask Pete at PeteCoaching.com. Be sure to tell your friends and please leave a five-star podcast review. I can't wait to have you join me next time on Dynamic Destiny.